Good afternoon, good night, good evening, everyone, wherever you are. This is Unleashed Unapologetically. And this evening with me, I have Natasha Hayes. She helps guide you to develop your dream practice. And I am going to tell you how. Well, she started at the age of 21. That's early age, right? She decided that she was going to bold it up, stand up for herself, and start her business. So at the age of 21, after being mentored by a clinical psychologist, she started her own consulting firm. And from that, it opened nine private practices, including a psychiatric clinic. But she did not stop from there. She went on at the age of 23. She started her own private practice. Gee, this lady is not stopping. She is bold and confident. Her practice provided internships to pre and post doctoral level psychology interns. And then you think she would stop? No, at the age of 27, she moved to Australia and started to learn the ropes and cultural differences. She has now worked 15 years opening private practices and have worked internationally with thousands of psychologists. So her experiences that 15 years in this establishment has helped her build the knowledge and work with you, people like you, who want to also open your own firm and your practice in the medical field, I'm assuming. <laughs> she is there to help you strategize, decide, design, administer, and engage with your clients. So this evening, I'm not going to even continue to talk. I'll let her talk because she has it all. Natasha, bring it on. By the way, I remember I did tell you, my sister's name is Natasha and my assistant okay. is Natasha. <laughs> so how are you this evening? Wonderful. Thank you so much. Bold and unapologetic. That is. Um, yes. Yeah, we kind of have to do that in, in life, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We have to be unapologetic about the decisions that we are making. Otherwise, we'll never know if we can or we can't. That's it. It's one of those things where you say, you know, give it a go and apologize later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell us what's going on in your neck of the hood. How is everything going? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. It's starting to um, warm up here in Australia. We're entering summer. So um, mm -hmm. it's weird because in the States, you know, I'm, I'm basically from New York. And so um, it snows and, you know, we don't get that here. Um, but too, like in December, you expect snow. Yes. Um, but it's hot and people are on the beach. So it's still mind boggling to. <laughs> get your shorts out at, at this time of the year. <laughs> oh, wow. You see, I'm wearing my scarf. I know. <laughs> you, you can't see, but I'm basically in a bikini bottom and nothing else down below. <laughs> That's the best way to have a business. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I love that. Right. You just need to have a nice top. <laughs> exactly. That's lately with the with the, uh, the whole transformation of the year 2020, that's the best way people show up, right? We show up bikini bottom and <laughs> dress up with our suits and tie up there. But that's awesome. That's awesome. It means that we are living life. <laughs> that's right. 
That's exactly right. We get to do it on our terms. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So tell us, I mean, with the whole curriculum of you starting at the age of 21, what got you to start that early age? Um... Oh, honestly, I think stupidity a little bit, but I'll, I'll be honest, there's a lot of ambition and sort of a drive to help people. And it was one of those things that, um, you know, I've been living with my parents until I was 19 and, and I knew that I wanted to um, buy a house and not rent. And so, um, you know, I was looking at jobs and looking at working for people and there's this feeling, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you have to do it on their terms, stick to me to buy. By their expectations mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to make it work with people you don't like or people that you know aren't moving the business forward and I just couldn't fathom that I um so I was like you know what I'm gonna do life on my terms and I'm gonna buy a house at 19 I'm gonna get married at 20 and I'm gonna start a business at 21 so <laughs> <laughs> you were determined you were not gonna give up I love that <laughs> So from 19, 20, 21, you did achieve all this that you had scheduled for yourself. Let me not say scheduled, but pretty much planned. Yeah, it was, I just, I knew that I wanted to buy, I knew that I was, I mean, I was in a long-term relationship, and so I knew that we were going to get married. I knew that I wanted to buy a house rather than rent, Um, and I knew that um, I wanted to really, I wouldn't thrive living under other people's rules and regulations within their own businesses and so um yeah i really wanted to um i just really wanted to live life on my own terms and so that was a way to do it so moved out my parents house um you know and and decided to start a business all kind of in a very short period of time but i haven't i haven't regretted a moment of it actually so it's been yes yeah beautiful (laughs) Oh, I love to hear that. And it, just by hearing you, it shows that you are motivated to you, you thrive and you go for what you want. And that's the best way to approach things in life. Because if we are not sure that we want to go for the things we want, we'll never be able to go after them, right? The dreams, the doors that we need to open, but yet we are afraid to open those doors. That's it. It's the fear. People will see fear and they're like, what if, what if, what if? And then that freezes them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I really was able to use that fear to motivate me to ensure mm-hmm. that um, I wouldn't fail. Or if I did fail, that I would have the ability to be surrounded by the right people to mm-hmm. support me um, in my decisions. And not necessarily be yes people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, support me in the decisions that I made and um, enable me to be able to take a step to fall. Um, but when you do that, it really kind of happens the other way around. Like if you jump into something, you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I better have land. I better be able to land. So. Yes, yes. I mean, people are always, like you said, afraid to, to take the leap because we not a lot of times it's because we may not know if we're gonna find the right support system or you know we we doubt the people around us if they're not criticizing judging us so therefore we get stuck in that mindset so with you i'm hearing that even if you had that the negativity you were still going to dive in and that's exactly what you did and good thing you also had the support and like you said they not 
always have to be yes people but at least you know that they would say yeah give it a try you never know what may happen so that's always good to have that in our lives so when you started working with your mentor and they guided you to um you making the decision to open up your firm did you face challenges what were the challenges that you had to face absolutely i mean like in the united states um one of the biggest things that um you know at that sort of age i had um, already dropped out of university um college so i i had tried it and it wasn't really for me um again that's that really rigid structure didn't really work for me um and so i um psychologists in the states normally have a phd right so they've they've they're 45 50 before they're actually moving into private practice usually and so you know here i am this 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 21 year old kind of saying to people hey this is how you run a business and you know people that were older than my parents at that time were looking at me like um what do you know about life what do you know about running businesses um and so it was really about finding the right people that could trust my vision and trust the work um but it wasn't that you just you stand above everyone else and anyone um as a business owner knows this especially small business you don't stand above people and dictate what needs to be done um it was very much a collaborative effort um you know i was there sitting at a round table when we had meetings because i wanted people to see each other as peers including myself and so building up those alliances and the collaboration that you need um especially when you know you're perceived as and you are i mean honestly at 21 you don't yes. know anything <laughs> um <laughs> oh my goodness that's bold <laughs> I really love that. <laughs> so, yeah, you just you have to kind of trust the people that are around you to yes. do their bit of, you know, the business that you need. Um so the biggest challenge was probably asking, you know, doctoral level educated people to come and and fulfill this dream of mine to work for myself. So <laughs> big challenge. <laughs> So, did you make yourself a whole binder of informational um guides and things that you would need along the way when you go in those meetings so you can tell people I think this well not even I think we don't even use the word I think you just go for it. <laughs> I wish I had a binder to be honest with you that probably would have made life a little bit easier but You know, it's one of those things, the bold and unapologetic. I just kind of would go in and I'd be like, this is how we're doing it, you know? Yeah. And um there are times when people are negative and that that I think that's important to take that on board. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think to this day, you know, my poor mom, I don't think she fully understands what I do for a living. I've done this same thing. Um but you know, there's this element of, you know, people not fully getting being a dreamer they don't fully see the same picture um and and more so that you can't really articulate that i think um a lot of times i find that you know you you lead by your guts you lead yes. by intuition um just something bigger than you that says do this and you can't communicate it you can't articulate it um and so you have to be able to do just 
trust yourself and that's something that you kind of get better at over time <laughs> yes yes oh wow i love that i love that so from 21 to 23 you move to the next step so at 21 you were already able to open up how many firms well we opened um so i had i started a consulting firm um and then um psychologists would come to me saying hey can you start my practice and so it was very word of mouth um, the work that I was doing um, and so we were opening left and right um, one practice after another and so there were probably nine nine or so um, give or take some were established and mm -hmm. that we grew into um, but starting from scratch kind of really you know those nine practices where people said I didn't want to jump from my corporate sector job or my government role or my academia role into private practice Mm -hmm. And so we were able to really start them up from scratch and, and get them going. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So you basically worked with um, people who are in the medical field, doctors or psychologists, psychiatrists, and all that? Yeah, definitely. Counselors, licensed social workers, um, licensed professional social, um, licensed professional counselors. Um, yeah, all marriage and family therapists, mainly psychologists. So that's sort of really the area. I mean, they're all kind of one and the same in, in terms of the establishment of of the knowledge around the ethics and the confidentiality and the types of things mm -hmm. that we need to know about that. But um, just little nuances between each one of those professions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, powerful lady. Yeah. <laughs> you are. I would like to know when you, um, when you meet with, you know, someone who wants to open up a practice and they are new, very fresh to it, they have never dealt with it, how do you coach them so, or approach them in a coaching manner just so they can immediately feel comfortable and willing to make the jump and decide right in? Yeah, I think um, anytime you're choosing a human to help you in life or to move you in your journey in life, it doesn't really matter um, what you're doing or, you know, what role that person is trying to fulfill. Um, there's definitely an element of, um, hey, is there synergy here? Um, and I think that if there's synergy, then it doesn't really matter how you get where you're going um, because you trust the process that the two of you are creating. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a, an idea of understanding the breadth of knowledge that you need, um, but you can't always get that from one single person. And you know, trusting that because we like each other, mm -hmm. we're gonna find the people that need to fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. So that's always the first thing I, I really wanna understand is, you know, um, really what are your dreams you know are they big enough because a lot of people will you know just kind of keep down you know if you ask somebody why they're doing something it's like oh because someone else told me I needed to or I should mm. be doing this and as soon as they say they should be doing that I'm like why you know what's happening and so I really want to dig into that because 
you know, if if we're not, we don't have the same sort of vision in terms of probably life, it's a bit harder to work together because you need to have those synergies or you're going to be, as a building a business, you're always pushing your comfort zones. Mm. Um, but you need to know when to rest as well. You need to know when to say, I'm not going to push my comfort zones. I'm going to, I'm happy to stay right here. Um, and these are the ramifications of that. So I think in asking all of, like, I ask, I ask random questions. I, I don't, I don't, I don't say to people, what's your five-year plan? Although right. it's kind of important to see where they're going. Um, but I ask questions like, if you're standing at the top of a cliff and you can fall safely from the cliff, would you fall with your face to the ground or your back to the ground? Because I want to be able to understand just how you look, you know, fall, you know, go with the flow. You know, I want to understand, do you want to just relax and enjoy? Um, or do you want to see everything that's kind of coming at you and, and maybe try and control it? Um, you know, so I think there's an element of standard questions that people yes. might ask. Yes. to find that humans <laughs> in their life aren't, aren't good enough. <laughs> so even in those questions you ask your candidates, you bold. <laughs> I, I really love that. <laughs> because, you know, it's like, who asked if, you faith, if you're standing on top of a cliff that you're ready to fall? <laughs> Would you be willing? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because like that, you you are already aware of how fearful or fearless they, that person is, you know, just so they can really dive into the business they want. Because it's not just about having a business. It's about having the type of business that is there to save other people's lives. So therefore, how much or do you want to jeopardize that? Do you want to jeopardize it or do you want to take it to a higher stand just so people can always come to you and keep coming back. And that's the intention. So I see the reason, I mean, the reason behind the question, because it's like finding their why. Yeah, it is essentially understanding, you know, it, it's finding their why combined with how far they're going to go to get there and fulfill their why as well, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is, you know, and, and it's funny when, when people that are afraid of heights, as they're picturing themselves falling face forward mm. or face backwards, you can see like the sheer panic on their face. Mm -hmm. um, but it's watching them in that thought process. It's yes. watching them pause and think about it. And you know, it's it's the beauty of the body language. It's the beauty of the mind moving. It's the beauty of them actually seeing what's happening um, in, in their future journey with with me. So it's yeah. Mind yeah. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think I'm gonna start asking that. <laughs> Very, you know, it, it's like well said, well put together, and who would have ever thought? I mean, you well, know. <laughs> I had somebody come back to me and say. Oh, I don't want to do either. Is it okay if I jump feet first? And I said, you know, I need to add those options because the reality is I would be more comfortable diving head first mm -hmm. than falling with my black back to the ground or my face forward. And I certainly, I, I don't even jump into a pool feet first. So 
I think the four <laughs> options really are your face to the ground, your back to the ground, diving in or feet first. So if you're going to use that, ask them all for <laughs> Yes, giving them options, you know, just so they know how they want to go in. But what I like, you know, about um, your your charisma and the way you do things is that you believed in yourself, but you also help these people believe in themselves. You help them understand that this is going to be a long run thing, I, you know, so those dreams that you have, if they are not big enough, you may not succeed. So you have to be willing to jump as high as you can and expose yourself to anything that all the challenges that you may face. It's such a vulnerable space to be in in business. Um, and especially in this day and age, I mean, like when I first started, the internet was around but it wasn't nearly as big as this you know and the resources people had um really didn't go internationally i mean yes the internet was there people could search webs you know find websites and things but it just wasn't with the same kind of impact that you have now and so um you're not you're no longer just competing with yourself and your local area competition and things like that the world really is at your fingertips and um, you know you should be leveraging that in such a good way that you're thinking outside of your own profession and outside of the box and seeing how other people are doing things and if it's applicable in any way for you to be your, your business and so you have to kind of always be thinking you've always got you know that dichotomous key kind of this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, and surmising what different ends are going to be coming in. Um, and you don't have to do all of that yourself. You should have a really great support network of people. And you and family? Probably not. They don't. Probably, I'm, I'm a, I always say I'm a black sheep, definitely, in my family. And, you know, are they supportive? Yes, 100%, but not quite the way I need. You know, in, uh, you know, a business partner or, you know, someone who understands business of, in and of themselves or is a dreamer themselves um, to really just even talk about things that you're never going to, it doesn't even matter, but that, that it, uh, elicits creativity and right. in, inspires you just from silly conversations. Australia right yes. so the question I was going to ask is what what got you to move to Pennsylvania uh, to um, I was gonna say Pennsylvania <laughs> to Australia yeah yeah from the um, state to Australia yeah I think um, the one of the downsides to I think being bold and unapologetic and very type A is that you um, are constantly looking for something Mm -hmm. that you're constantly on the go and part of and I, you know I'm finding this you know in my latter years here 
Um, part of you know life is also to finding beauty in the moment and finding beauty in the pause. Mm-hmm. But um, at 27, um, I felt like I had accomplished so much. I mean, I was on a bullet train, really. I, I, I did not pass go. I did not click $200. I went straight past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and at 27, I had been in my relationship for 10 years. I had established two businesses and people were saying to me, you're so successful. And I struggled with that because is money success? Is, mm-hmm. you know, is having a house success? Is being married success? Um, and you know, of course, a lot of those are yeses. A lot of those are yeses. And that's probably a lot of privilege talking. And that's probably a lot of, um, you know, um, you know, just just sheer stupidity at the same time, you know, to say that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but at 27, you're still very young. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hadn't been on an airplane. I hadn't flown. I hadn't, I didn't have, I was very typical in airplane. I didn't have a passport. Um, and I could see that the world was bigger than just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to see that world. I wanted a taste of something different. I wanted to stop push. I wanted to start pushing my comfort zones again. I wanted to stop, um, you know, feeling comfortable. And mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted someone to go on that ride with me. You know, I'd asked my husband at the time if, if he would, and, and he wasn't willing to. And, and, you know, I think there comes a time that Eat, Pray, Love, honestly, Eat, Pray, Love came out at almost the exact same time. And one of the things that um, um, Elizabeth Gilbert said in the book, and then of course it was a movie, but in the book, she said she woke up laying mm-hmm. in bed. And then she went into the bathroom and she was praying to a God she didn't believe in saying, please tell me what I need to do, mm-hmm. you know? And that resonated so profoundly with me that I, I recognized that I should be happy. I recognized that people see me as successful. I recognized, but I've, I've just felt like I'm not doing enough. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not helping enough people. I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable enough. There's so much I don't know. So, um, yeah, I, I call it my quarter life crisis. I didn't invent that. There's actually a book, if you're interested, quarter life crisis. Um, I can't remember the title, but I remember just Googling it and finding a bunch of books about quarter life crisis. <laughs> yeah, that time. <laughs> so I had a quarter life crisis. I was like, if I, think I had the midlife. <laughs> comes to all of us at some point honestly you know like yes it does I just it's when life when you you, I have a fear of being complacent Mm -hmm. you know I I think the worst thing that we could do in our lives is to be complacent Mm -hmm. um you know and and I, I just I didn't want to be complacent anymore I wanted to be actively involved and that's something else that she said in her book she said I actively participated in the life I created. Yes. And I was like, I, I actively participated in this. I wanted a house. I wanted a new car. I wanted, you know, to be mortgage free. I wanted all of these things. And so I actively participated. Um, and so I'm like, oh, have I made all these wrong decisions? Have I, you know, you start kind of, <laughs> you start telling yourself, the, you know, the, the thoughts. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, and, and it happens in business as well. You know, you, as you're going through, usually the struggle is you're not finding your ideal audience, so you're not, you're not, mm -hmm. you're not selling enough, or you're not building as quickly as you want. And so you, you kind of question and you say, is this right for me? And then you train those people that are confirmation bias. Yes, what are you doing? You know, you, you, you should be happy. Or um, yes, you've made a mistake leaving, not going into business for yourself. And so mm -hmm. your gut and your intuition is saying something very different than the, the, your environment around you. And so that's when you have to do something radical. You yes. have to do something unapologetic. You have to be bold. I left my marriage. I moved. I went traveling. That was my first step. I didn't decide to leave in Australia. Um, I mean, I definitely wanted to live in Australia when I got here, <laughs> but you know, I I left my marriage. I mean, I asked him to come along. He said no. And then I was like, okay, well, I can't keep doing this. Um, I came to Australia. I pushed my comfort zone. So the culture is yeah. very, very different. The food is different. The food drops insane sometimes, you know, but. There's so many different things that, that happen and, you know, it, it gets to the point where you say, okay, I don't ever want to be complacent again. Mm -hmm. And so I really take that opportunity and I say to myself, am I being complacent? You know, and what does that actually mean for you? And are the people around me encouraging me to be complacent? You're successful. Why would you leave your job? Mm -hmm. You know, it's secure. Why, why, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to start a podcast? You know, like, why, why do you want to do this? You know, you just, yeah, all of these things, um, you know, and if that's what people are telling you, you really need to just find some new people. And there yes. are so many, look, we found, we met each other yes. on a Facebook yes. group. Like there are, and, and we have just laughed and giggled yes. and we've had some fabulous conversations together. We've yes. never met in person. I'm in Australia. <laughs> and I'm in New York. Yes. That is so true. And you are absolutely right about not being complacent. And the thing is, it's when you make that decision, you realize that you have so much more ahead of you. Because yes, you lived the life you wanted. You created the success. But um, I answered that question to in a group that I'm in recently where um, the question was asked, you know, when do you know you, you, you have made, you know, you reach your success. And my answer was that we are successful every day because in our lives, we do things. We, we go to work, we have a business, we have children for those who are married and have children. We have a home, we have families, we have people around us that we love. Those are things that are, that should make us be, feel successful. However, we tend to go and aim towards, you know, if I don't have money, I'm not successful. If I don't have a, a, a mention, I'm not successful. If I don't have 10,000 businesses with hundred thousands of, you know, employees working, I'm not successful, but it does not define the success. If in my mindset, I do not embrace everything else that is already bringing me that abundance in my life because having a, a, a having laughter, that's abundance, you know? Yeah, and it's, it, it is 100%. I kind of sum it up in a way that I say, 
um, your definition of success is not my definition of success. Mm -hmm. And so when my family were telling me I was successful, my friends telling me I was successful, um, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I don't see what you're seeing. I don't, mm -hmm. and not that I wasn't feeling like I wasn't enough. It was just, I'm valuing something different than you're valuing. You know, they were looking at, you know, my house and my money and, you know, the, the material things that I had and defining that to be successful. They were looking and saying they didn't have it or, you know, they were looking and kind of saying, well, you know, you're better, you're, you're in the top 10% of, you know, the, the county or the state, so you should be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, those types of things. And I was like, but I'm craving something different. You know, I, I don't consider myself, um, I, I was watching a, a video, I think it was Seth Gooden who said it, um, he said, I no, I no longer consider myself a businessman, or I no longer mm -hmm. consider myself an entrepreneur. Instead, I consider myself a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what I see myself doing right now. You know, I'm, I don't have, I mean, I have like my VAs and I'm, I'm, you know, building another business on the side here starting in January. But at the moment I'm freelancing, I'm, I'm learning, I'm sharing my knowledge and I'm having a blast. And I feel like I have never been more successful. You know, like I owe a lot of money on my apartment. <laughs> I'm getting a second dog, so I, you know, um, I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't fit into this norm oh, that mm -hmm. people want to be doing. You know, I'm almost 40 and, you know, people kind of look at me like, oh, there's no stability in your life. And I'm like, I feel like I have never been more successful. I just, yeah. I'm owning it and enjoying what I've created. And I love, you know, that you shared this story with us because, you know, a lot of times we need to know what really makes us happy. It's once we are able to find the, the, that comfort because there's comfort zone and comfort zone, you know, there's a comfort zone where you do the same thing over and over and over, and then you don't achieve anything. And then there's the comfort zone in finding something you are successful at and you are actually serving it as a purpose and it becomes that comfort zone you see what i mean so like that you get to do more around it because it's that ability to do it it's a is that fast pace to do it is that creativity within it it makes it so easy to adapt with so that's where that comfort zone comes in. So it's all in the way we we juggle around it. Which one do we really want? Do we want the blanket where we just sit on the couch doing nothing? Or do we want the kind of blanket where we know we are engaging with other people? We talk to other people in different countries. We help them grow. And then we still happy in our houses you know, and we laying on the couches, we having our glasses of wine, you know, and all that. But at least you know that it brings you at a place where you were never before, you know? Oh girl, we should be having this conversation more often. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm bringing you to my group. So yes. I want, I need you to like, all of this. This is just gonna stop right here. You're gonna come in and you're gonna talk yes, about yours as well. Yes. <laughs> I just—it's just aligned. It's it, that the beauty of defining what makes you happy because you know it fills your soul. That is just—you know—and you're gonna stumble. Mm -hmm. You're gonna make mistakes. People are gonna get pissed off. 
they're gonna they're gonna be upset they're not gonna be happy with your decisions some people are gonna be malicious about those decisions they're gonna talk about you they're gonna all of these things you know mm-hmm, that, that's mm-hmm. gonna happen you know your family's gonna look at you and they're gonna actively admit that you're the black sheep right <laughs> but you know, you said a glass of wine I've got my bottle of wine <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they will look at you. And the thing is, we have to be in the mindset of saying to ourselves, we no longer letting the negativity fit in. Because when it fits in, then we actually believe in those judgments. We actually believe in the critics. We actually see them as they are true. Meanwhile, they are not true. So it's when we turn it around and we turn the way we think and then we say to ourselves, you know what? I hear it. I, I, I That's with their opinion. I still want to do what my heart is telling me to do because it's about the, like you said, the intuition. It's the gut feelings. And when we take the gut feelings to the next level, guess what? We conquer the world. We absolutely do. And it's not... You know, I like I I encourage you to even everything negative that's coming in, everything that's being said to you, write it down. Mm-hmm. Write it down, look at it and say, is this actually me? Or is this something? Is this one of my core beliefs? If I say this to myself, if I say this to myself, do I feel it? Mm-hmm. You know, and really conquer it head on, you know? Like it, it's really looking at that and saying, I'm not gonna let you have the power over me mm-hmm. that you you have. You know, like security is good for you. I'm happy, I'm secure because it looks different. I've saved up some money, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna leave my job because I know I've saved up a little bit of money. I need to do these things in order to start my business. And I'm educating myself, I'm pushing my comfort zones, I'm surrounding myself with the people online or strangers, internationally, it doesn't really matter. I'm surrounding myself with people who can teach me to be unapologetic and bold. You know, it's not in my nature necessarily to be unapologetic and bold, but I'm that that energy rubs off. Mm-hmm. That energy. And so we're gonna we're gonna set that energy of the negative energy over here. And I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna respect it. That's your opinion. That's your right. Go ahead. But I'm gonna come over here and I'm gonna take what you've said that I believe, you know, those things that I believe. Opinion is such an important thing. We Mm -hmm. we wanna please our parents, we wanna please our friends, we wanna please our siblings, we wanna please people. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna say, okay, how do I turn that negative negativity into something positive? Yes. And then, you know, they'll come, they'll come along. You know, my family, they were not happy. My poor mom, my, my mom, when I first came over, she was, do not move to Australia. I'm like, mom, you don't have to worry about a thing. I am not moving to Australia. Do not move, do not move. And every year I was here, <laughs> I'm coming back, mom, I'm coming back. Nine years later, I'm pretty oh my. sure I'm not coming back. <laughs> So, yeah. So, so she finally accepted and adapted to the idea. She stopped asking when I'm coming home. I don't know if she's accepted it, but she stopped asking. Has she flown in to visit? Oh my goodness. Do you know what? They were supposed to fly in last year. And this is sort of that basis. And this is where being away from your family and your choices sometimes 
uh, make it a lot of uh, really difficult. But they were supposed to come over in 2019. Um, but my dad um, was diagnosed for, with a really rare um, mm -hmm. blood cancer. Um, and so he, on my dad's view, and he's still, he's like, well, it has to happen to someone, you know, and he's just oh. kind of relaxed and laid back. And, you know, my mom, my sister and I are just kind of like freaking out as, as you know, I think mother hens do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my dad and my brother are very relaxed about it. <laughs> But, you know, the doctors, it's rare, so they weren't really quite sure the treatment plan and everything like that. But he's just this year um, gone into remission. And of course, with COVID, um, we've pushed that back a little bit longer. But um, yeah, it, it's been a struggle because I'm over here and they're over there and I see what's happening um, in the state around COVID. And that, you know, I worry about my family and I worry about my friends and I worry about for the whole institution of <laughs> but yeah. um you know like it's just we've got to get we've got to get ourselves together here yes um, but you know there's a new revolution coming and you know we're living we're living through we're going to be on the right side of this revolution yes. I, I mm -hmm. honestly me too <laughs> yes i love that we're going to be on the right side of this and we're we're acting you know, actively participating in our lives and not just my own life, other people's lives. And others, and yes. Yeah, just, we're doing the right thing and mm -hmm. it's gonna happen, change mm. is coming. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs>
I always say it's a place where our voices are met and to empower other people. And I feel like uh, what we did this evening, you know, in our conversation is empowering other people to know that anything is possible. It doesn't matter how old you are, you know, for you ladies and gents who are listening, it doesn't matter how old you are. You could start from a younger age or an older age. It doesn't matter. But what matters is that make the decision and decide if you're going to stand on top of that cliff and jump, whether you want to go forward <laughs> or backward, or you want to land on your head or on your feet, make that decision because that's what's going to help you know how unapologetic you are, how powerful you are, and how much of a free spirit you are as well. Because, you know, in business, we cannot, I mean, I'm learning that now, but we cannot be too serious all the time because when we are too serious, we, we, there's a lot of good opportunities that gone past, you know, whether opportunities that brings us laughter or joy or happiness, we let them go past because we are so focused into building, 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 and then we're not really enjoying the moment. So um, when you were talking earlier, you did mention that you, you had to embrace being in the moment. You had to, to do things and feel inspired every day so you can show up and be there for those who, re who really need to work with you and learn to grow with you. So on this, I want to say thank you to you, Natasha, for showing up and talk to the ladies and of course to the gentlemen in this audience who's listening to let them know that they can do it. They are powerful. Any tips you want to leave them with before we say goodnight to everyone? Um, if you're feeling any of those weaknesses, find someone that has that strength and lean into them and you just absolutely absorb as much of that weakness from someone else as their strength that you could possibly do. You can't do it by yourself. You need a team of people. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. And on that, that was Unleashed Unapologetically. Enjoy the evening, ladies and gents. Until then, we'll speak to you again.